Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Are you ready, Milwaukee? This is the Mitch Thunder Nella Show. Rodgers thought about running. Steps back, firing over the middle. Caught. Touchdown, Nelson. Call the show at 414-799-1920. Rodgers steps away. In trouble. Throws as he's hit. And it is a caught. It is. Touchdown, Adams. Email thunder at thebig920.com or tweet at Mitch Nellis and at the Big 920. Now, here's your host. Step aside, kids. Daddy's home. Here comes the money. Here we go. Mitch Thunder Nellis. Jet setting Mitch Thunder Nellis is on his way back from Jacksonville. So I'm Drew Wilson with Armin Sari and holding it down for you. And taking your calls at 414-799-1920. 799-1920. Packers beat Jacksonville. Season is off to a 1-0 start. A perfect season is off to a 1-0 start. Was it a perfect opener? Not really. I don't think so, Armin. No, I definitely don't think so, but the result was, right? Room In for improvement. It was, uh, yeah, they won. Yeah, move on to next week. We're on to Minnesota, right? Still a lot of question marks for me, but... Lots of question it's marks. It's week one, and you just try and get out there with the win. Question mark for us is, uh, how would you grade the Packers in their season opening victory? I saw a lot of rust there. I saw a a flaming indictment of not playing guys in the preseason. Interesting, yes. Looking at you, Aaron Rodgers. Even Aaron Rodgers needs the preseason more than we thought. Well, everybody needs to get in that rhythm, that groove. and uh... Yeah, when you got guys like Jordy Nelson... Jared Cook, they haven't played together. Yeah, there were times where it was a bumpy road. I think defensively, too, there were some spots there. I mean, we were excited about the young secondary, which I think we have yeah. reason to be. They made some plays, but they also had some struggles. Quentin Rollins got caught with his youth showing a yeah, couple times. Quentin Rollins didn't have a great game yesterday. But I think a lot of that, too, at least for me, was a, um, a product of, you know, it was tough for the Packers to get a pass rush going, I think, with four. And, um, you know, you had your moments where Clay was, would be in there. But I think up the middle, we were a little softer than I was hoping for. Um, the inside linebackers are a remaining question for me. Uh, young group, so a lot to a lot to work on there. Twenty-seven, twenty-three. Packers beat Jacksonville. They open with a victory. They will play Sunday night at Minnesota in the Vikings' first game in their new stadium. They'll be jacked up. They will be jacked up, and we're jacked up. Four one four seven nine nine one nine two zero. Get us on Twitter at Rolson MKE at Armansarian at the Big Nine Twenty. Simple question: What grade do you give the Packers? What, what grade do you give them, Armin? Well, I can't get. I mean. I can't, give them, I can't give them a, a C or lower, right? Because they won. Yeah, I don't I, think you I, can. I, w- I would say B minus, C plus. I think they did just enough to get a win. Um, they did some good things, some Packer things that we're used to seeing. But they did some things you know, on both sides that remind me a little bit of last year. We had the lulls. We had underachieving moments. That concerned me a little bit. I still didn't see a lot. I mean, Jordy was back, which is great. But as I as I suspected, it wasn't the all cure all elixir to bring back the greatest show on grass. You know, it was sort of 
Uh, guys were still trying to find themselves. Devontae had a drop, but it had a couple great catches. Yeah, that, that superhuman play by Aaron Rodgers kind of made everybody forget Devontae Adams' drop because there were a lot of people that a lot of the uh, amateur general managers wanted to release him right, in the right. wake of that drop. Right, maybe, maybe um, pumping the brakes a little bit on the Jared Cook uh, celebration party. He had a couple, like a catch or two, but nothing amazing. Richard Rodgers had a nice catch, I thought. Yeah, uh, it looked a little slimmer, but I, th- I think you know we saw the Packers stall a lot, especially in the red zone, uh, settling too much for field goals. Those are drives they're going to have to be able to finish off and execute. If they finish in the red zone, it's a totally different outcome, in my opinion. Aaron Rodgers, twenty for thirty-four, one hundred ninety-nine yards, two touchdowns, and of course zero interceptions. Was he Aaron Rodgers sharp? The one of the things I thought as I watched the game unfold, and again we're, we're asking for your overriding emotion and your letter grade. One of the things I thought was he was extending plays and and dancing out of trouble, but was he really under duress or was he just dancing to find he was creating room for himself? It seemed to me like he was moving around in the pocket when he didn't necessarily have to. Sort of like the old uh, Russell Wilson, uh, you know, people accuse Russell Wilson of that, kind of bailing out on pockets when he doesn't have to. Yeah, but you can't. Aaron Rodgers was going to open space and it wasn't like it was a bad thing. Right, right. I I wonder if some of that is like. uh, Before the heat was on, he was moving. I don't know how to describe the, you know. Maybe he programmed himself mentally when he had less time to do that right away. And just, you know, it became a thing where I'm the guy that can dance around in the pocket and, and move around, so I'm going to do it for the sake of it. Um, but I think there is a, a continuing problem that we saw last year, and maybe this is the reason we saw what you're talking about, of guys not getting open. First reads are not getting open right away. They're not coming open like they used to seem to be all the time for Aaron. And it's not that he's not, I don't know if it's not that he's not finding the open guy, or there aren't enough guys that are schemed open, or it's just in mono and mono individual efforts aren't great enough to get open. We're still trying to figure that out, I think, as we pass week one of the season. The issue from last year. I think you're right. 414-799-1920. Give us your grade for the Packers and their their overall performance. I can't go higher than a C+. I thought it was pretty mundane. You can say, well, they did overcome the heat. And the Jacksonville's a, a good ascending team, but I'm still uh, I wasn't won over. I wasn't bowled over by this uh, performance by the Packers. Uh, Jacksonville victimized by penalties. They weren't great on third down, whereas the Packers were okay. They were seven for fourteen on third down. Um, they got outgained. Jacksonville three hundred forty eight total net yards to two hundred and ninety four for Green Bay. Packers did rush for 95 yards as a team. Jacksonville held to um, 48 yards on the ground. But it was this game was closer than it needed to be for me. If they played this game in a month, would it be would it be that close? Uh, with the heat aside and just the first game aside, I have a feeling the Packers they've got a lot on tape that they can work on this week. Their coaches have a lot. Yeah. That they can. Although I think it's important to note this is not the Jacksonville Jaguars from three years ago, from four years ago. I mean, this is a much improved Jaguars team, a team with a lot of talent, I think, offensively especially. Look, Blake Bortles was hitting guys all day. I mean, he was finding guys. He was completing passes. Um, we know about Hearns. We know about Robinson. Julius Thomas had a big game. Uh, the other the other receiver, Marquise Lee, had a nice game. So I think, Drew, this is a team that's going to be reckoned with. I, I think that's why... You know, I think we, we all kind of expected this to be this type of game. We expected the Packers to come out with a win, but not a dominating one. The spread was four. Vegas hit it perfectly again, which is pretty interesting. How Always. They're amazing. Those guys so are good. In a lot of ways, I was, I'm was i fine with it because I, I, I guess I didn't expect this to be a Packers-Jacksonville game from 2013, where I expected us to roll over them if not something was big, really, really wrong. I expected this to be a tough opener and hopefully one we came out with a win with, which we did. Justin via Twitter. 
Cautious optimism. Good team in Jacksonville. Probably the toughest road game of the year. Opener and hot. Yeah, there was a lot of rust. And yeah, it was hot. I think we tend to make more of a factor out of that heat than players probably. Yeah, do. maybe because you got to think a lot of these guys played in the SEC. They played in hot weather. Yeah, I mean, I mean we, we tend to, you know, the Packers managed it pretty well. Other than Ladarius Gunter, I didn't see a lot of guys suffering from cramps. Right, when they had that uh, Ghostbusters-looking thing pumping in the Rodgers. Yeah, Rogers, uh, Aaron <laughs> got that cool air blasting. That was pretty cool. That's pretty cool. I'd like to have one of those on summer days. Oh, man, you know, awesome. Rick, via Twitter, uh, your number one overriding emotion and your letter grade. Number one emotion for Rick, excited. Lots of positives to build on. Aggressive defensive backslash safety play. Clay is back. Rodgers starting to sink with Jordy. Mike Heller and I talked last week about whether Jordy Nelson would be on a pitch count because of his coming back from injury and his lack of activity in the preseason. Didn't seem like it. He played on all but 10 snaps, I think. And given the heat, that might not have been, even if he wasn't hurt, that might have been about right. So it didn't seem like that was a factor. I didn't think it would be. Ryan hits us via Twitter. Overriding emotion for Ryan? Happy. Win against a solid team on the road in the first game. Lack of preseason. Uh, the jitters are hopefully behind us. Yeah, and I have to mostly agree with those sentiments. I mean, that's how I felt yesterday after the game. And then once I, you know, once the, the, the business of getting the win was taken care of, I got into the more analytical side where I, you know, was starting to look yeah. for flaws and things like that. But it was good to get a win. Look, the defense stepped up big when they needed to. I mean, you don't see a lot of times a fourth and one stopped in open space like that. Um, that was a great defensive effort when the Packers had to have it. Um, Drew, you do wish they could have salted it away, though, a little more in the fourth quarter. Definitely. And the best sequence was when the Packers went to that hurry-up, no-huddle. That's when they're at their best, you know. And they did that in the first half, and it snapped them to attention. And, hey, they won the game. 27-23, it's a win. I still give them about a C-plus. There's a lot of ground to be covered with this group. Mike McCarthy's going to have a lot of stuff to talk about in the film sessions uh, no doubt. Your overriding concern, your overriding emotion is what we're looking for today as the Packers beat the Jaguars 27-23. And give us a letter grade. We'll take a letter grade uh, from you today um, and every Monday. You know, what, what's your, what is the, um, what, I mean, what is it? C-plus for me is about as good as it's going to be. It was an average Packers victory. And I think if they played this game in a month, We'd see a, a larger point spread. A couple tweets coming in for me. Sean chimes in. He said he, I'd give the pack a B minus. Uh, had some rust, but uh, all in all looked pretty good. Not having sit and de- didn't seem to hurt too bad. Uh, interesting. We kind of touched on that a little bit. Uh, Lane Taylor's impact seemed to be decent at best. You know, pretty good. Yeah, I mean, I it wasn't anything overly noticeable, and and it's, they're only going to get better. And when Corey Lindsley comes back, they'll have an option if they want to move Treader and have Lindsley play center and have Treader. So I guess right now Don Barclay's the backup, but they didn't. They weren't hurting there. There wasn't. It wasn't anything glaring with Lane Taylor. I agree. I, I do think there was a little to be desired with uh, the running game. Uh, we we did hit a couple big ones. Lacey looked better, but the, some of those stretch plays they just don't they don't work for me. And I don't know if it's the blocking. <laughs> I don't know if it's the scheme or if it's just you know L- L- Lacey's style. The toss play that they you know, I, I, the, the Packer toss. You know, oh. and that could have changed a lot because. The Packers were trying to salt it away and put a drive together. They had just hit eight yards in the first on a Rodgers scramble. You know, you run up the gut and get two yards. You have your next first down. And because of that, they, they lost a few. They couldn't get the first down. It was a little frustrating because I thought that was one that they should have had after that first down play as a gimme to get the first down. They come up with this toss play that it didn't seem like anyone was ready to block for. And Aaron seemed frustrated about it. Also, the goal-to-goal uh, the goal, uh the last field goal the Packers got, they seemed, they ran three times in the goal line, if I remember correctly. Um, the last one was the Stark straw that um, 
the line didn't seem ready to run block for. So little stuff yeah. like that yeah, has that to was, get better, you know. And that's the communication. Like half the team thought it was a run, half the team thought it was a pass. That's stuff that just can't happen. Or if it happens, it would be in the preseason. Maybe I maybe this game swung me that they need to play more in the preseason. Maybe Aaron Rodgers needs to play more in the preseason because what if this had been? Look at New England, Arizona. Right, that ended up being a pretty good game last night. Very good game, and I don't know how New but, England keeps doing it, but they do. And I know everybody's doing it, but why should you just seed the fact that well, we're not going to play our guys, and we'll try to work out the kinks in Week One? These games count, man. And I know the Packers usually have a pretty good cushion. They're not, say, the Jaguars, and that's another thing that you have to factor in is Jacksonville's been preparing for this game. <clears throat> For months, right? I mean, this is a big benchmark for them. Months to, they've to, been preparing their home opener, and they still had ten thousand empty seats. Oh yeah, I know Jacksonville has and that probably fifty percent Packers fans. We'll we'll get the first hand report from Mitch on that when the Thunder character arrives. He's again he's traveling back from Jacksonville where he was attending the game yesterday. But uh, you know they had months. Now you're into the grind of the season, and you got a week to throw stuff at people. You don't have this. Isn't you know, all your eggs in preparation in this basket to get ready for Aaron Rodgers. Plus, how do you get ready for Aaron Rodgers when he makes plays like that with his feet? When he dances around and gets out of trouble? How does how does it I, I wouldn't want to be a defensive coordinator and have to face that because I just don't know. Getting more tweets. Again, I mentioned before that I thought the Packers are at their best when they do do that hurry up. In in the first half, that's when they started to click, right? Well yeah, Ron, exactly tempo. Ron and the key hits us via Twitter at Jerolson MKE at Armin Sarian. At the Big 920, he said, well, they're at their best in the no huddle, except when they somehow don't huddle and then don't get a play called in time. Yeah. Communication, <laughs> timeouts, I'm problems. Getting, I'm getting reports from the FAA directly that Mitch Nellis has landed. Uh-oh. So uh, we hope to so hear from So the Thunder him character, he's going to be breezing in here and he's going to be ready because he was at the game. Well, I was watching on the couch. Where did you watch it? At home? Uh, yeah. Are oh, you yeah. in the bunker guy? I, I, I definitely am, although, you know, we, I have a lot of offers. You know, I shouldn't. Boy, I sound like a... Well, now, hey, like people want to watch the game with me. Know, I'm I, important. Uh, a lot of people had, uh, you know, watch parties and things. Wow. There I, were a couple here in Milwaukee. I saw some Camp Bar Shorewood, Camp Bar Milwaukee, like by the Summerfest grounds, street party, block of, party type deals. Oh, this is the best time of the year for watch parties because it's still warm out. It's so you fantastic. can have outdoors. Everyone's still in party mode. Um but I, I prefer to be a bunker guy. I'm not the kind of guy that's going to refuse an invitation to a watch party just because it's not my style. But I'm a very yeah. intense uh, Packer watcher. I can't be I, the guy that's casual, go get some dip. Oh, here's a play there. Let's talk about the new baby. I can't yeah. be that guy. It, it, it's hard for me because it just looks like I'm being rude. And really, I'm just completely focused on the game. All right. Tweetius Hunt gets us. I love that name. Tweetius Hunt gets us. He agrees with you, Armin. I agree the Jags are going to be good. I give the Packers a B minus. We'll be fine. The twelve to eighty-seven connection will get better. Hmm. All right. Well, you'd hope it only can get better, right? Well, I mean, yeah. Jordy Nelson didn't have any long catches. That's sure. what we're used to seeing is him going long, couple um, back shoulders, but yeah, cut six passes, thirty-two yards. Longest was eight yards. Randall Cobb, six catches, 57 yards. Longest was 32. Uh, Rodgers completed passes to, I believe, eight receivers. One each to Starks, Cook, Aberderis, Lacey, and Rodgers. Three for Devontae Adams. Who dropped one? He did drop Badly. one. But, yeah. he hit, but he did hit the big one, which we're happy he about. He caught the big one, caught the touchdown, and then six each to Nelson and Cobb. I expected to see a little more Montgomery. I, didn't, I saw one deep ball t- in his direction, but uh, it looked like they're still, you know, they're still trying to find their way offensively. Yeah, and that's the case. We want your overall grade for the Packers and just your overarching emotion in watching that game. Is it one of relief? Is it excitement? Now that that game's out of the way, does it get easier? 
once the Packers, uh, you know, once they get past through Minnesota on the schedule, you can make a case that the, the schedule softens a little bit. You got the Lions, the Giants, Cowboys, Bears, Falcons. It's a pretty easy schedule when you're looking at it, and this could be a pretty special season. It's not off to a particularly special start. However, the Packers did win 27 23. We're here to talk about it. It's the Mitch Nellis Show, the Big 920, Big920.com, worldwide on the iHeartRadio app. Victory Monday continues on the Big 920, Big920.com, streaming worldwide on the iHeartRadio app. Drew Wilson, along with Armin Sarian, and the Mitch Nellis Show, sans Mitch Nellis for now. The Thunder character is coming back from Jacksonville. He'll call us with a report. We'll get, find out what how hot it was. When it's really hot at a game like that, I wonder if he made it and toughed it out and watched all 60 minutes from the stands. That's one of those where you can drink as many oils as you want. And probably not have to go to the bathroom a lot because he sweat it right out. Oh, yeah. When I mean, it's that hot. And he talked about it uh, Sunday morning with me, how, how hot and sweaty and just wet he was. It's just already <laughs> disgusting out here. But then you get to a, a point where you're past that point anyway. Yeah. So you're not worried <laughs> so, about getting sweaty anymore. Yeah. You're just dug in for the game. But yeah. I'm sure he tried to find some air conditioning. We are taking your Packers grade. Give us a grade for that performance. 27-23 over Jacksonville. Very uneven. In very many areas, 414-799-1920. 414-799-1920. We've got Casey in West Dallas. KJ, uh, KJ. KJ, I'm sorry. KJ in West Dallas. Welcome to the Big 920. Aloha, guys. Uh, thanks for taking my call. Hey, uh, listen, I-, I give them about a B- minus uh, for, the- for the game. Uh, they did some nice things uh, offensively. I would have liked to have seen them go more to Jared Cook. Uh, down the field, kind of open it up that way. Uh, I liked what Eddie Lacy did um, when he was running the ball. Uh, their clock management has improved, especially in the red zone. Um, they made some real boo-boos at the end of the game there. Yeah. And I'd like to see I'd like to see them keep the ball in uh, Aaron Rodgers' hands in, inside of the uh, red zone. Uh, they're very predictable, like last year with their play calling with McCarthy. Uh, giving it to uh, you know to Eddie Lacy right up the middle of the gut, and uh, him being stopped, uh, and uh, so you know, your your overall your overall emotion is what? So we're all about well, feelings these days. It's uh it's I I mean you know yeah uh, it's, it's it's okay it's the first game there's a lot of things kings that have to work out um, you know that the back shoulder throw to. Jerry Nelson has to be improved. You know, it's not as easy as they were saying it was going to be, uh, you know, given that they were working nine years together. That's uh, what we notice is game speed is a lot different. You can't simulate it in practice no matter what they say. And I think that's to be expected somewhat. By the way, I was wondering, did Julius Peppers play yesterday? (laughs) We've been asking that ourselves. I I, I didn't hear his name one time. One time. Because I didn't see him. I thought he was like MIA. Yeah, he was. He was not. He was on a milk carton. He, his name wasn't mentioned, and I don't, it's not a game plan thing. Is it a heat thing? Is it an old age thing? I, who knows? They were shuffling we line, linebackers in and out a lot. You could see that yesterday. They were really getting personnel in and out a lot um, yeah. it, to keep, keep guys fresh. I don't know if that was the main concern. My first thought is, of course, well, it's the heat and conditioning and things like that. Uh, letter grade for the Packers. Your letter grade. I'm not going any higher than a C, Armin. Like this was an average performance by a team that was won a game they were supposed to win. Right against it again. You can say that they're ascending, but 
They got to prove it. They're Jacksonville. Jacksonville. Yeah, they sure, got to prove I mean, it. Sure, I mean, potential is always, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, just that until you actually make it happen on the field with a win. Right? I mean, yeah. And, 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 I and, and they had a big chance. You know, Jacksonville had an opportunity to take that, you know, kind of next step win for their franchise against a contender, a, a historic team, things like yeah. that. And they didn't do it. Yeah. Fourth, fourth and one, the Green Bay, uh, 14, 23 seconds left. That's your. There's your chance. If, if you're an ascending team, you win the game on that play, right? Or you get a first down at least. Sure, but sure. Clock management we mentioned, and again throughout the league, how many times do you see teams trying to come back when they're they have no timeouts left? Well, right. That, <laughs> it's just heinous it, how bad they, they these teams just you know fritter away second half timeouts. You know the the. Consensus greatest coach in the NFL even had a problem last night. I thought he didn't call his timeout late enough near the end of the game. There, he was um, asleep at the switch a little bit. But yeah. they got bailed out. I mean, they, you know, the guy missed field goal. So it's amazing how things work out. And you know, it makes me think. And I tweeted about this. Maybe you know, clock management to us is so easy sitting down on the couch. So maybe in the heat of the moment, it's a little uh, more. But I think a lot of it, a lot of it is that a lot of these guys are older school guys that never had to never thought about this part of the, the game when they were coaching and things like that. And um, as the game has advanced and ha- as analytics advances, these are things we think about now. But, uh, yeah, I mean, just think about little things that can make a difference in the NFL. The margin of error is so thin between winning and losing and saving timeouts. If they had oh. saved one timeout, oh. we would be a loser today probably. It's a completely different game. Right. Completely different. Seven nine nine one nine two zero. the phone number. That's 414-799-1920. Want your grade for the Packers' performance. I'm not going any higher than a C. I think that it's uh, you know it can't be any it can't be any higher than that. There was too many signs of rust, too many signs of rust. I think in the uh, in, in both sides, defense was good. Clay Matthews was a beast. I, I thought the defensive line held up okay because I thought Jacksonville might try to pound them more and take advantage of the heat. They they managed the heat well, but I still think that there were just too many signs of rust. And this was too just too many holes. I know it's the first game, and I yeah. know it was hot, but. Ah, uh, see, yeah, uh, baseline. That's, that's fair. I think that's fair. All right, seven nine nine one nine two zero. That's seven nine nine one nine two zero. Who do we got? We Arnie? got Rico Suave calling in. Rico Suave, welcome to the Big Nine Twenty. Good afternoon, Drew. It's good to hear you on the radio while I'm working. Oh, thank you, sir. Usually I get you after I'm working, and then I'm at home doing non-radio listening duties. But thank <laughs> you for making my day go. Glad to like do it. I, uh, like I, like I text. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Did you before, uh, I, was, I was camping. I saw the, listened to the first half of the campground. Unpacked during his third quarter and, and watched the fourth on my, on my couch. I gave him a B minus. You know, 
it wasn't it wasn't anything special, but they won on the road, which is which is pretty much something in the NFL. A B minus. A B minus. All right. And I mean, I hate that toss play. That's my emotion on the toss play. <laughs> I hate it. I can't stand it. But here's something that really struck me yesterday when you said something about clock management. Um, do these players? I'm not talking Packers specifically, but do these players in the NFL understand when they have no timeouts? Terrence Williams makes a move and cuts into the field, so Dallas cannot get a field goal off. Um, Matthew Stafford's yelling at his tight end, get down, we have no timeouts. And then the other guy runs and falls in bounds. Yeah. You know, I've always... Like, I've, oh, my God, I, these, these players have no idea about clock management I, at all. I've long had the theory, Rico, and this is interesting you say that, and I think a lot of athletes bridle at this because they always say no one can, no, no one knows what it's like unless you played. But I always, I always have the theory that people that watch the game are those that can't get by an athletic ability, and they understand the game sometimes a lot more than players do. And I see it all the time, coaches and players at the highest levels of the game that really don't understand simple strategy, to me, in my opinion, that aren't thinking about it all the time. Now, I understand watching the game as a fan, you can obviously have the luxury to do things that, you know, I don't have to memorize a play call, I don't have to know about a, a, a game plan or a, a film study and things like that, a lot more going through in my head, but that does confound me a lot yeah. of times. Seven nine nine one nine two zero. The phone number. Your grade for the Packers' performance season opening twenty seven twenty three victory in Jacksonville. Probably hotter than it looked to those of us that were just laying on the couch in our comfortable environment. But I still think it's to me it's no higher than a C. What's your grade? What is it? Rocky in Milwaukee. Rocky, you're on the Big Nine Twenty. Hey Drew, long time no talk to. Good to hear from you, my friend. Hey, I'm gonna go. C minus D plus, right in that range, because Eddie Lacy, save for one run, was a D player. The tight ends, as much of an impact as Jared Cook was supposed to have, they made one play, and that was Richard Rodgers. And defensively, the first touchdown Jacksonville scored was thanks to a bunch of penalties. The second touchdown they scored was thanks to a special team, you know, the fake punts. I thought they played well below what their expectation should be. Okay. I saw some rust as well. I saw some some pretty glaring things, but to me it's a function of Aaron Rodgers playing 26 snaps in week three of the preseason, and that's it. Well, Aaron Rodgers doesn't affect the defense. They gave up over 300 yards passing. Yeah. To a, what's supposed to be a, a, a rejuvenated offense. What would you think of Clay Matthews? That's the thing to me is the whole key with the Packers secondary with any secondary is pressure that pressure. they get up front. Yeah, they have to get more pressure. Clay Matthews was a beast and he did, but who else was who else was changing plays, Armin? Who else was making plays? I mean, Nick Perry made one play. Yeah, right? for, for me there wasn't enough pressure I think from your base and they tried to bring a lot of yeah. blitzes and that would they're also running guys in and where was Julius Peppers? That we get back to the same question that a lot of people have raised. Where was Julius Peppers? But they were shuttling guys in and out because of the heat, right? They were trying right. to Right. And and they and coverage was a lot of bracket zone sometimes, so they were able to schematically get guys open. Uh, you, you saw in some of the wheel routes so. Hearns and Robinson, so and uh, Marquise Lee had some openings around across the middle especially Julius Thomas it didn't, looked like. Didn't you think that they would go after the middle of the field with the with the young linebackers and stuff. Didn't you think that they would? I did, and I thought they had success doing it the times they did. Um, I, I thought Yeldon had success running up the middle against those guys. I still think that's a weak point for the Packers as the inside linebackers. We were a little too soft up the middle for me last yesterday. Okay. So. Rocky's going C- to D+. The lowest grade we've had so far. I'm a solid C. 
They won, win in advance, survive in advance. I think week one is always going to be kind of a dress rehearsal. If you're not playing your guys and if Aaron Rodgers plays 26 snaps in week three and that's it, even a, even a Hall of Famer can have some rust. That's the way I'm looking at it. Thanks for the call, Rocky. Keep them coming. 799-1920. That's 799-1920. Your letter grade for the Packers in their season-opening performance, 27-23 over Jacksonville. Thunder, now it's the Mitch Nellis Show. Mitch Nellis actually was at the game. We hope to get a hold of him at some point during our program. He is actually flying back, probably waiting for his bag to spit out of the, on the conveyor belt. Um, but we will get a hold of Thunder. We'll continue to take your reaction. Packers 27, Jaguars 23. You're listening to The Big 920, thebig920.com and worldwide on the iHeartRadio app. I Is this a, an officially sanctioned Packer anthem? Are we playing the par- Packer party anthems here on Victory I, Monday? You know, I don't know, but I think I should come up with a playlist like that, right? I think I that's think probably a good idea. For those tuned in um, who are expecting Cool in the Gang, because I'm on the air today on the Mitch Nellis show, flying solo because Thunder's re- flying back from Jacksonville. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Arm and I were bringing it to you, and we started early. We jumped the route. We had the Paul Chris cre- uh, press conference at 1230, and then we came out of that, and we played Cool in the Gang Celebration, which is a traditional Packers victory song, sure. at least in my corner of the radio world. And so we can keep that going. Maybe we'll play it at uh, maybe we'll play it at two o'clock. Yeah, it's worth a double dip today. I think. I no, think so. No reason not to. The first one we waited all off season for. It was a long off season. It ended with a Packers victory last night, twenty seven twenty three. Yesterday afternoon, I should say, twenty seven twenty three. You like that noon start, Armin? Is that good for you? It's fine with me. You know, I'm just used to the Packers being on featured starts now so much. But uh, I do like the noon start because I don't have to stay up too late rewatching the game personally because I take DVR and yeah, rewatch it. That's right. Um, but no, I look. I like it because um, you know you really kick off, especially if you get a win. You're in a good mood, and then you can really watch. I like. The I, li- three I like the Sunday. I like the Sunday. The three night. p.m. No, I like the Sunday night oh, start, sure. and I like the three p.m.s because then you can get. Well, I watch the Red Zone channel for a while. Yeah, that's true. Of course, that's I can true. flip around there. But now they 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 used to have most games at noon, and now they even the games out so much. That you're almost yeah. even slate at three, and then you are That's at true. four. That's noon, true. Excuse me. All so. right, so Packers played at noon. Uh, the next game is Sunday night, 7.30. First game at the Vikings' new stadium in the Twin Cities. Then a noon start, home against the Lions, and then a bye week. Like That's too early for the bye week. Too early. Not an ideal bye week. Where you, not, not digging that's not that. where you want it, no. Not digging that schedule. But Packers are off to a 1-0 start. We want your grade. Give us a letter grade. School's back in session, and so are you, Packers graders. I'm going C. I'm going with a C. C. Uh, a, An even a solid C. C. I mean, they still did win, right? They won, but it was quite average, and I expect them to be much better moving forward. That should be the baseline for like kind of a shoddy Packers performance, I think. Roy gets us via Twitter. You can tweet at us at Rolls and MKE at the Big Nine Twenty at Armin Sarian. Uh, he said they were who we thought they were. Great opening day road win. Okay, sir. All right. It, it, it was a great. It was a great win. It was a win. I guess any win's great. You know, we talk about that in the NFL. How important each game is. <laughs> it's it, definitely. And, definitely. You know, it is tough on the road. I think that that's very true. So. All right. Four one four seven nine nine one nine two zero. That's four one four seven nine nine one nine two zero. You can get us. And again, I'm efforting. I'm going to see if I can get a a, a mailbox. I'm going to. Ch- I'm going to check. Um, Hopefully it'll be Drew at the Big Nine Twenty dot com, um, but you know, baby steps. Just getting cranking here. Four one four seven nine nine one nine two zero. You just moved um, in. You get the furniture moved in. You know. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So who do we got? Uh, who's on line one, Armin? 
Uh, who, I, who did I screen? I, oh, this is Joe from Stoughton. I'm sorry. Joe from Stoughton. Sorry, Joe. Joe, Joe from Stoughton. You're on the Big 920. Drew, hey, Armin. Uh, guys, my wife gave to the Packers would be a B+. Plus. B+. Plus. I wish I'd have had you in high school. Hey, uh, any, any teacher that ever gave me a B plus, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so what? Um, what so why why not an A? You're that close to an A. Why not an A performance? I mean, obviously, like you guys said, there's still some flaws and some things that they have to work on. And like you guys just said, too, at the top of the comeback, it it was kind of like a dress rehearsal type team, you know, the first week. But I give Jacksonville a lot of credit. They're they're improved. They really are. And then so is Oakland. These games count. I don't. Why treat week one as a dress rehearsal? You just had four weeks, actually five, dress rehearsal games. One of them, which was canceled. Why treat it as a dress rehearsal? I'm still leaning on my tickets for that. No, I'm just Be kidding. ready to rock and roll in week one. This game counts. It's what you're building towards. I expected a more crisp performance. Maybe it's just me. When you have a veteran team like this, Joe's too. Right. Big, Joe's too big of an NBA fan. But how? Best I mean, I went saw Thon Maker over the weekend. By the way. Oh, nice. How did he ah. look? I know he was out and about across the state this weekend. Thon- Son is one tall guy, and I'm six foot four. Sitting next to him, I'm like, yeah, can, I look like an ant next to this guy. <laughs> can we get him force feed him some bratwurst and some sausage? Yeah, he needs to perhaps? bulk up a little. Yeah. But I like hearing Let's, that, Joe. Yeah, that's good. All right, we're gonna take a break because we're gonna have uh, Mitch Thunder Nellis check in. He's back from Jacksonville. We'll get the lowdown on his trip. What it was like to be in the what is it Everbank Stadium or whatever the it hell is, it's called? Yeah, Everbank. <laughs> Everbank Stadium. He was there, boots on the ground for us. It is the Mitch Nellis Show, the Big Nine Twenty, Big Nine Twenty dot com, worldwide on the iHeartRadio app. Oh, you know what that music means. Drew Olson, Armin Sarian, holding it down. The Mitch Nellis Show. The Big 920, Big920.com, and worldwide on the iHeartRadio app. And joining us now, the host himself. Landed on a big old jet airliner. He's back. He sweated through 15 shirts, and he lost 20 pounds yesterday watching the Packers win 27-23. It's none other than the host of the program, Mitch Nellis. Mitchell, how are you? I guess it would help if I hit his phone here. Hi, Mitchell. Hi, good afternoon, Drew. How are you? I'm fantastic. Uh, I mean, there's a reason we live in Wisconsin, and there's a reason they live in Florida. Uh, <laughs> and while it was even hot for the Floridians, the Wisconsinites suffered uh, a state worse than... It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Uh, pretty much anything I can imagine. It, I, I'm, I'm not recovered yet. 
It was that hot, huh? Is that what you're talking about? Is that hot? It, it, it was unbelievable. And thank goodness the Packers won the game because I can't imagine having to sit through that and then tarp it up at the end. But uh, I, I think during the game I had probably eight bottles of water, two bottles of Gatorade, and one beer. That's, That's a lot. That's not my ratio. That's not my ratio. But it's I, usually I think, the opposite, Thunder. Yeah. Right. I think I think I reapply the sunscreen every ten minutes, and my forehead and my cheeks and my nose are still redder than a beet, redder than a tomato, redder than the inside of a watermelon. Boy, you really wow. were struggling. Were you we're, sitting right in the sun, Thunder, like I the mean, whole time? I mean, right in the sun. We were in one of the corners up uh, behind the Packers bench. Uh, straight sun. We got about five minutes of relief in the third quarter. There was a huge cloud cover. Uh, in fact, uh, for those of you who don't know, my uh, sister-in-law and brother-in-law live in Jacksonville. My nephews live there. My nephew had a soccer game 20 minutes to the south. It got rained out yesterday. It's a soccer game. Got rained out rained 20 out. minutes away from the stadium in Jacksonville. Meanwhile, there was a huge cloud during halftime that looked like it was going to cover the field. It covered for about five minutes before it dissipated in the heat, and the sun just beat down. I could barely see the fourth quarter with the mix of sweat and suntan lotion in my eyes. But you know what? On fourth and one, the guys stood up. The defense showed up. And the Green Bay Packers are one and zero. And I was I was gonna say, Thunder, you know, it was tough for you sitting there. Imagine how it was playing. And Drew and I have been kind of talking about how much of the conditions affect or not affect the outcome and the quality of play in the field. So you make I, it. I gotta, you convince me. You convince me a little bit. I'll say I that. I gotta hand it to the players. You know, the fact that that defense <laughs> still had their air and still had their wits about them in the fourth quarter and that he. You know, I don't know if kudos go to the training staff or who's in charge of, you know, making sure they're hydrated, hooking them up to IVs, making sure they're drinking the right things at the right time. Um, but the fact that they still had all their oomph left on that last drive and had enough to stop the Jags, um, because I was talking about it with a number of people down there before the game, and this is kind of what I thought would happen on Friday when I made those predictions. I thought it would be a low-scoring game at halftime. I thought it would be lower-scoring even into the third quarter. And then the defenses would start to wilt, and the offenses would really take over in that heat. And that didn't happen. I mean, the game was higher-scoring in the first half than I thought it would be. And both defenses, you know, I I think the Packers' offense left me a bit to be desired in that second half. Yeah, for sure. Um, Especially in the red zone, I thought. In the red zone, especially. Absolutely. But, But with that said... The Packers' defense, which is, I mean, you could simulate that heat, but when Jacksonville people are saying this is hot for us, you know it's hot, uh, and and uh, the Packers' defense could step up and perform was just awesome. We're talking to Mitch Thundernellis. He was at the game in Jacksonville. Packers win 27-23. All right, Mitch, so what's your letter grade for the Packers, all things considered? You're the expert on how hot it was because, you know, it looked warm on my TV, but I was I was comfortable. Yes, you are. Yes. What's your letter grade? What, what grade do you give him? Your dog was comfortable. Yeah, that's true. I, I hope you were comfortable. <laughs> uh, my, my letter grade for this game is probably a B- minus towards a C plus. I knew it. That's but, what I said. Yeah, right on that B- minus C plus line. It's a win. So the grade can't be that bad because at the end of the day, you only get 16 regular season games. 
and you got to win the games we're supposed to win. You got to, you know, you send a message right away that, and because after the game, I think most Jaguars fans that I interacted with were happy with the performance because if they spin this right, they can use this as motivation. Hey, we went toe to toe with one of the best teams in the league. We had a shot at the end to win. Wait, 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 wait. We, Okay. All right. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. We, we we may not be, you know, a playoff team yet as the Jaguars, but we proved that we can compete. You know, I think the Jags really think they're on their way to eight and eight or nine and seven, which for them would be a huge season. And for the Packers, you know, it, it, there were opportunities there, especially in that second half where or just, you know, whether it's, it was the running game was, you know, any found holes at times, but other times didn't. As a, I mean, to me, the number, the reason why it's probably a C-plus is 5.7. 5.7 yards per, per passing attempt, which was equal to what they were last year when they were pretty much the worst in the league. Jordy was there, and that number didn't get better. Now, I know Jared Cook draw, drew a huge pass in affairs call uh, that really helped but overall, the passing game still not as in sync as we'd like it to be. Um, and so, you know, to me, a C plus may be a B minus. C plus, B minus. I'm at a solid C. Mitchell, because again, this had me. This performance had me thinking that maybe Aaron Rodgers does need more snaps in the preseason. Maybe the first offense should work as a unit together in the preseason. Twenty six snaps in week three. Eh, it was a lot of rust to be knocked off. Hey, why is uh, why is Honey Badger, who tore his ACL in like week fifteen last year, ready to play on opening night, but the Packers baby Jordy Nelson for an entire year? Well, that's a good question. I thought about that, but you know, Thunder, what they say: everybody is different. Not every injury is different. Not every medical situation is the same. So, yeah, I think I, I hope that the Heat had something to do with slowing down the receivers. Maybe the fact that Jalen Ramsey was a top five pick. Uh, and actually might be that good. Uh, the Jaguars do have a pretty good defense. Um, I, I just hope that the Packers wide receivers with Jared Cook, with Aaron Rodgers, figure out how to move the ball downfield because, you know, besides a couple plays, they just don't look like a very good group, as talented as we may believe they are. Right, and, I, and that was a concern for me last year going into this year, and it didn't get, you know, alleviated too much, and I have to agree with most of that. Were you surprised, Mitch, as I kind of was, that there wasn't more action for the tight ends? Absolutely, and, and that there was more action for Richard Rodgers than Jared Cook. I was surprised by, that Jared Cook didn't seem to be a part of the game plan. He didn't. He didn't get. You know, not only did he really not make any plays, really, but he didn't get balls thrown his way. I mean, there weren't incomplete passes that could have gone his way. Well, the first reads, um, the first reads still don't seem open for Aaron Rodgers. So we're seeing his best plays still coming out of improvisations, dancing around, flailing around. You know, which well, is so with that. So with that, is there no chemistry between Cook and Rodgers yet? So that Cook knows what spot to get to when Aaron's bouncing around. But I, you know, I would think that Jared Cook, what has he about? You know, maybe he's not the first read. Maybe Aaron needs to be able to check down to Jared Cook. Because there were a couple plays that Richard Rodgers made downfield. Well, I was shocked that Richard Rodgers was able to get downfield. Uh, he does look, he looks, I mean, Eddie Lacy looks just as fat as last year. Uh, Richard Rodgers does look skinnier. He looks a little fast. I don't know that I'd say he's ever going to be fast. But Richard Rodgers looked all right. I still expect big things from Jared Cook. I still expect him to be a big part of the offense. It just wasn't their last year. 
yesterday, except for that pass interference call, which was a huge call in the game. Mitch, you had basically the all twenty-two view. We're we're stuck with what Fox fed us and and the ball centric view. Did it seem to you that Aaron sometimes was you know monkeying around in the pocket, moving around the pocket before there was pressure? I mean, granted, he was uh, yeah. going to open spaces, but it looked like he was moving of his own volition a little bit. No, absolutely, Drew, and and we saw that a lot from Aaron Rodgers last year. And last year, we'd see the all twenty-two, or we'd see that they'd show the replays, and receivers wouldn't be open. I, you know, watching it though yesterday, it didn't really seem like wide receivers were open. I watched that, and I'd look quickly over to Jordy specifically, and and Jordy wasn't. And and I think Jacksonville rolled the safeties over on Jordy. A little they bit. did. They were doing that a lot. Yeah. So that so he wasn't. So they were taking him away quite a bit, and I get that. And I get that Devontae Adams isn't that good. And I get that Randall Cobb needs Jordy there, needs more help, so that he can have mismatches to get open. Uh, and I know that the Packers moved Jordy into the slot a lot to try to get that those mismatches too, but it just didn't seem like guys were open for him. And I, I'd almost like to see, you know, when that happened last year with the Packers, one of the things the Packers really relied upon was that quick little dump pass to the running back, whether it was a shovel pass or it was a screen or a swing pass, whatever it might have been. I would have liked to see a few more of those to James Starks. Don't run James Starks up the middle. Get James Starks. You know, get, get him in the, involved in the passing game because that maybe can open things up with the linebackers and the safeties and get your wide receivers open. That's an interesting thought because I guess my prevailing you know, worry about this game and what I've been thinking about is uh, you know, we were hoping that Jordy Nelson's return would mean the, uh, the great elixir to the return of the offense we were used to seeing where it was a smooth running operation. Guys were always open. We were hitting receivers with a maximum efficiency all the time. Executing on third down the red zone, and it was more of what we saw last year. We've touched on that a lot now, but that was my concern. So I'm wondering: is it just a matter of, you know, it's just a matter of this is the skill level of the guys we have now. They're it's not as high as it used to be, or is it schematic, or what is it? Because it's it's hard to really pinpoint, you know, why we're not seeing you know that that high powered offense that we saw in the past. And maybe it's just maybe it's just that that's so hard to reach that we can't expect it to be there forever. But I'm not really sure why. Right. I, I think looking at it yesterday, I think the wide receivers were having trouble getting off the ball. I think they were having trouble getting off of their coverage. Um, and I do think, kind of to Drew's point, I don't, I don't believe in the preseason much. I mean, I think two games is fine. But I do think developing that chemistry with Aaron, and I mean, he hasn't played with Jordy in over a year. Jordy, Jordy's never played with Ty Montgomery. He hasn't played, you know, he's played very little with Devontae Adams. He and Randall Cobb have played together, but he and Jared Cook have. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. 
never played together. He and Rich, I mean, he and Richard Rodgers have never played together. So even amongst the wide receivers themselves, take the wide receiver, take the quarterback out of the equation. I mean, and the wide receivers with Jordy have barely played. So I, I don't know how much, I don't know how much that takes into part of it. You know, I remember seeing a play last night, the the, the game winning play for the New York Giants. You know, Victor Cruz kind of had a pause in a in a route, and I don't know if it was schemed that way or not. But he just run it perfectly with Larry Donnell, and he knew the timing that he needed to get out there. And it just seems like the Packers don't really have that timing down. Yeah. So, so they've, they've another big test against the Vikings this week. I know it's a celebration Monday, so we don't look ahead too much. I don't think the Vikings can score enough to beat the Packers, but it'll be a great test for the Packers' offense because that Vikings defense is legit. Yeah, it's very good. And I, I expect the Packers to load up the box on Adrian, sort of like Tennessee did for a while. Adrian Peterson didn't do much yesterday, but but they got the job done, and they, they got a lot of help from their defense. So it'll be interesting to see. So, that, you know, that, that, it was, it, I'm glad they got the win. I, uh, I wouldn't have been shocked if Jacksonville had a couple shots there into the end zone at the end. You know, they kind of stepped, you know, taking those two timeouts in the fourth quarter didn't work for them, and and uh, didn't uh, didn't get them to where they needed to be, but it was uh, you know overall one and zero. Mitchell, I want to know your take first of all on the ridiculous touchdown pass from Aaron Rodgers to Devonte Adams. What did you think of that? How did that play in the stadium? And then what did you think of the Packers' other megastar uh, commercial pitch man from the State Farm uh, commercial, Clay Matthews? Seemed to me he was all over the field. The first the touchdown pass uh, that was my end zone, uh, and. You know what that looked like to me? Uh, it looked like James Jones. Last year, James Jones couldn't get open at all. But especially the first month of the year, he used his body to post up on guys and to get space. That's what Devontae Adams did on that. You know, he wasn't—he he didn't have. There wasn't much open space. I mean, it was a great throw by Aaron, but Devontae had to kind of box out his defender to get that ball. And he did. Now, I don't like Devontae Adams at all. I—I I actually wouldn't have been sad if they cut him. I'm not sure how long he can really succeed in this league. I don't think he's fast enough. I don't think he's big enough. I don't think his hands are good enough. But that catch was a great, great catch. It was a great throw, but it was, I thought it was an even better catch. And as far as Clay Matthews goes, I absolutely agree. You know, it, it's kind of tough being a fan in an opposing stadium figuring out who's doing what on defense. You, know, you do see things better on on. On TV, you do see, do see replays better on TV. Uh, they don't always say the name of the Packer who made the tackle. You know, they always get the name of the Jaguar who did, but not always the name of the Packer. But it seemed Nick Perry made a few big plays, um, and it seemed Clay Matthews was all over the field the entire game. And so I, I agree with that. He just he looks fast. He looks comfortable. It was fun to see. Um, the secondary, I thought Morgan Burnett did not look good. I know he made a couple plays, but I thought he had a couple big whiffs and a couple big misses. Uh, beyond that, Clinton uh, Dix, I thought, played pretty well, and the secondary did play well. But again, let's not mistake depth for strength. We know that the secondary for the Packers is deep. I mean, they go six, seven guys deep who all can play, but that doesn't mean there's strength there. That doesn't mean they're good there. It means they're deep there. So I, I think that's a position to keep watching because it should be a position of strength for the team, but they needed some of those players to actually develop into stars, not just good, but they need some great. 
Mitchell, are you going to keep it going? You're going to go to the game up in, in Minnesota next week, Sunday uh, if night. Somebody, if somebody sends me up, I will go. Um, but it's not in the plans right now. I think Mrs. Thunder uh, uh, might uh, might put the kibosh on those plans. All right, we want you to go get some Gatorade, some Pedialyte, whatever it takes to be hydrated. So yeah, you're ready to please. do. I'm going to go recharge, and I will be back in effect tomorrow, one o'clock. All no right, thanks, thanks, Thunder. We'll see you then. Thanks, Drew. Thanks, Simon. Great job, you guys. I'll talk to you soon. All right, dude. Got another hour coming to the Mitch Nellis Show, Big Nine Twenty, the Big Nine Twenty dot com, worldwide on the iHeartRadio app. Rodgers steps away, in trouble, throws as he's hit, and it is a caught, it is, touchdown, Adams! Email thunder at thebig920.com or tweet at Mitch Nellis and at thebig920. Now, here's your host. Step aside, kids. Daddy's home. Here comes the money. Here we go. Mitch Thunder Nellis. The NFL is back. The Packers are 1-0, 27-23 victory yesterday at Everbank Field. I've never been to an Everbank. Is that a, I haven't either. I just, you know, I, I realized that yesterday. I'd never heard of, what, like, Everbank. Never heard of Everbank, but there, that was the stadium where the Packers took a roasting victory. We just heard from Mitch Thundernellis, the host of this program, who's traveling back from Jacksonville. We're giving him the rest of the day off to rehydrate because he sweat a lot yesterday. I'm Drew Armansarian along as well. Uh, for those of you who've been listening to me in the past, other stations down the dial, Packer Victory Monday or any day after a Packer Victory necessitates a little cool in the gang. Now, Armin, this is before yeah. your time, okay. but you might have been couple skating to this song in junior high, and you might have been, you know, this is a timeless jam. Every wedding, you got to have a little cool in the gang. Uh, sometimes I like to fancy myself as an old soul. Yes, while it's before my time, I know of the great uh, cool in the gang. I saw them at Summerfest this year. They were here. Of course. That was, yeah. su- that was super fun. That was a super fun thing to, to go witness. And yes, this is the number one Song for any wedding DJ to get everyone on the floor <laughs> exactly. after like after the you know the novelty dances yeah, the, the, the Aunt, mother the son Aunt Gert Grandma Dodo everybody can get out there and start shaking it you get everyone on with this yep. one a little We Are Family maybe and then you start with Twist and Shout or and all Todd that stuff. Rundgren perhaps I don't oh know. sure oh yeah, yeah of course well, I don't want to work now nah, that's a touchdown song all right so uh, cool in the gang playing for us. We can pick nits, but the Packers won. They survived. Survive yep. in advance. They won. They're 1-0. They won in the heat. They beat what some people are regarding as an up-and-coming Jacksonville team. Jacksonville gave them all their bullets. So I wouldn't be surprised if Jacksonville loses a couple games like in the next couple weeks. I wouldn't be surprised. We'll see. Are they improved? I don't know yet. I think, I, the, I think the Packers showed enough rust in that game, and they, there were enough things that kind of went Jacksonville's way, and they still didn't win the game. Yeah, of course, as a Packer fan, I'd like to think that they're much improved, right? I mean, it would it would be a well, great sign for us. There are those who are telling us uh, via Twitter at Rolson MKE at Armin Sarian at the Big Nine Twenty that that might be their toughest road game of the year. All things considered, with the Heat in Week One and the opponent, I don't know, could be division division road games are sometimes tough. And don't forget, you know, they they, they play at Philadelphia. There's a couple others. There's a stretch of three straight road games that might be tough. We'll see. That remains to be seen. But we want your reaction. It's a day for reacting. Green Bay 27, Jacksonville 23. Jordy Nelson's back, although not all the way back. Jared Cook is on the team. 
didn't make a big impact. Julius Peppers on a milk carton. Barely heard his name. Didn't even think he was on the team. Thought maybe he had retired before the game. Clay Matthews, a beast. Aaron Rodgers, freakishly good. In fact, Armin, I might say, as we're asking for your grades, yeah, on today, on 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 just the overall performance. If you grade the Packers' performance in this game, where is it? I'm leaning C, solid C, no better, no worse. That's just an average performance by the Packers. They accomplished the mission of winning, but they were in no way sharp or overly impressive. They gave up some long drives in the second half, had trouble getting off the field. Definitely agree. Might have been heat-related, but you got to play in the heat. So we want your grade for the Packers, 414-799-1920. That's 414-799-1920. And I may, I may rankle some people, especially in the in Ted We Trust crowd, because I, I trust Ted. I think Ted Thompson's a good general manager. I think they have a good team. The fact that they're a perennial Super Bowl candidate, contender, speaks volumes about the way that they run their business. It's better than just about any organization outside of New England, right? But when you watch the game yesterday and you watch the talent on hand, and I know the Packers are fielding what might be their youngest team in a long time, maybe ever. But if it wasn't for Aaron Rodgers, is this an above-average team? Is this, is this an, an, a nine and seven team? If no, they didn't I, have Aaron Rodgers, are they eight and eight, nine and seven? It's an important question. I, I don't know that we could do what we see New England do with, with what Belichick does when uh, their star quarterback steps out, and they seem it's to go on without a ridiculous. hitch. Ridiculous! They didn't have Gronk either, and none of it makes sense. But, but that's you, you know, it's sometimes you can't make sense out of things that are that are special. Maybe that's what Belichick and the Panther or Patriots, excuse me. Uh, just are. I mean, they are able to to keep their system going without those important cogs. For how long, I'm not sure how they could do it. But you know, they took one of the great you know talented teams in the NFC and um, did what they wanted with them, and eventually got the win. So I don't know the Packers could do that. I mean, we saw that when Aaron got hurt with the collarbone a few years ago. There were, there seemed to be a you know a huge drop off until Flynn got involved. So I, I I don't know if the Packers are prepared for that. And yes, of course, Aaron Rodgers is the head of the snake, and he masks masks every deficiency the Packers have in a lot of ways. I just it made me wonder yesterday. Sure, if they're are they? We think they're good at other positions, but this receiver core, we think it's good, but is it any better than that without Aaron Rodgers? Right. I mean, <laughs> I mean, how much better does he make them? He makes everything better. And I've had concerns about this team the last few weeks talking about it, and that's why I just haven't been as bullish on this team as some others were. I think they'll still be a playoff team. Probably win the division. I'm thinking 11 and five, but the, I have misgivings about a, a lot of the talent. I think deficiencies at positions for this team. So it, we'll, we'll we'll see though. We'll, we'll see how the rest of the season goes. Guys can get better. That's the thing. Yeah. If you have young players, it's almost like the freshman thing in college. That Lucky Land Casino asking people, "What's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?" Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. By week 10, you're not really freshmen anymore. 414-799-1920. 414-799-1920. You can weigh in on Twitter, at Rolson MKE, at Armin Sarian, at the Big 920. We're in for Mitch today. Mitch is uh, back safely from Jacksonville, but he's still a tad dehydrated. 
And so we're allowing him to take the rest of the day off to go drink some Gatorade and be ready to rock and roll tomorrow and moving forward. 799-1920, the phone number. Let's go to Tony from Milwaukee. Tony, welcome to the Big 920. Give us your grade for the Packers' performance. C-minus. Okay. And because the offense stunk in the first half terribly, except for that last-second touchdown in the first drive there. And then... uh, and the defense couldn't stop anybody. They almost lost the game. They did give up some long, lengthy drives in the second half. They didn't get off the field very well in the second half. There were, what, three double-digit play drives that they gave up, I think? Correct. And that's why I give them a C-. minus. It could have been a D if they would have lost the game. Or maybe an F. Yeah. they got to get going. they got to get going. C-. minus. Tony Milwaukee. All right, thanks for the call, Tony. Appreciate it. Yep. Uh, C-. minus. I'm a C. I don't think it was anything that that great. I don't anything yeah. beyond just the average Packer boilerplate road victory against a team they should have beaten. Seems fair. I mean, if, there, if the positives I I would take from it, if if I were to find those, I, I think the Packers, you know, if they would finish in the red zone yesterday, I think finishing in the red zone is so important. If they would have done that, they would have won by a much more comfortable and margin that would have changed the optics probably of the game. But too often they're getting in the red zone and settling for three. Um, so I think that's a huge factor, and that's one that Aaron Rodgers has talked about as an issue they want to pinpoint and improve upon, third-down conversions mm-hmm. and, of course, red zone efficiency. So I've got the uh, game sheet in front of me. I'm still trying to find out how many times Rodgers was knocked down. They had one sack. I don't know where I'm trying. I'm looking for knockdowns. If anybody has that stat, feel free, because he was moving around a lot in the yeah. pocket, but I think it wasn't like he was under great duress. I thought the offensive line held up pretty well. Yeah, I think this is an issue we talked about last year a little bit, too. Is he developing sort of a happy feet syndrome? Well, he moves around to open spaces, and it's not like it hurts him. He's better better throwing lanes, maybe, right. or you know, giving receivers a chance to get open or trying to draw defenders. He operates at a different level than we can probably comprehend. Of course. But, so, you know, at the end of the year two years ago in the playoffs, he had the, the injured calf and wasn't doing that as much. And everyone said, well, wait till he can move around and... I don't know. It seems like the pocket passing isn't as efficient. I don't know if that's receivers. We've, talked, we've been going over and over it. But yeah. We, we, we're trying to figure out why. Justin uh, Fisher, uh, Bruce City Justin, chimes in on Twitter. Offense, I give a C plus. Defense, I give an A. Overall grade, a B plus. A little surprised to see an A grade for the defense. I didn't think they were that great yesterday, that they were good enough to win. No, yeah. Uh, uh, like I said, I'm looking at the game sheet, and they had um, Jacksonville's three drives in the – Second half were 10 plays, 14 plays, and 10 plays, and it yielded six points. Yeah, they did force one turnover. It was on that tip ball. Probably earned a second one with that uh, that pop-out that went right back to the receiver in the final drive. Yeah, but, so... But, I, don't, I, you know, especially in the passing game, I thought Jacksonville was moving the ball pretty well most of the day. Um, they, they got lanes running. I thought the Packers were soft up the middle. So... That has to improve a little bit for me. Four drives in the game for Jacksonville were double-digit plays. A 12-play drive that ended in a field goal, a 10-play drive that ended in a field goal, a 14-play drive that ended in a field goal, and then 10. So it's typical of the bend-don't-break thing, right? Sure, yeah, but we saw Rollins get beat deep a few times. We're looking for your letter grade. Give a grade to the Packers for their performance, 27-23, in the victory over Jacksonville. And then, if you'd like to weigh in with your biggest concern, your biggest area of concern for the Packers. For me, it's not even close. Sam Shields being evaluated for concussion. We haven't heard anything yet today about his condition, but this would be bell ringer number four. Yeah, for that's him. that's dangerous levels. And right that there. is to the point where you start thinking about can he, you know, can he continue? Um, and he's an important guy. 
And we talk about depth at that position. Well, Quentin Rollins didn't acquit himself very well yesterday, and there might not be as much depth as we think, especially if Sam Shields isn't around. So that, to me, is the biggest. I'm going with a C for my grade, and Sam Shields' health is my number one concern. Armin, what's your grade? What's your number one concern? Uh, I'm, I'm giving a B-minus for the grade. It's been dipping a little more in a C-plus range, um, but I think that's where it's at. You know, j- just in terms of things we you know things we can handle right now yeah Sam Shields injury obviously is the biggest concern coming out of the game want to make sure he's okay that he can go on I mean concussions are always a scary situation especially if they're you know repeat offenders like they are with Sam Shields um but it's still the the, the lack of consistency and efficiency in the passing game is still my number one concern so all right I'm looking for a little more out of that I mean too many three and outs things like that all right. That's Armin Sarian. I'm Drew Olson. This is the Mitch Nellis Show on the Big 920, Big920.com, and worldwide. The Packers talk doesn't stop. This is the Mitch Nellis Show, the Mike Heller Show to follow. I'll be joining Mike. We'll be talking more about the Packers and their season-opening 27-23 victory over Jacksonville. And then, in the huddle, season debut tonight. All right, we're back. Justin Hull uh, will be hosting Kentrell Bryce and uh, Chris Banjo. Nice. A couple of nice secondary depth players. In the, the huddle. Yeah, talking about how hot it was. So That's always a uh, fun show. That's coming to you uh, live from Game Day Sports Bar in Appleton, if I'm not mistaken. Correct? Yes, I believe so. In the huddle. That's his first one, so I'll be listening on my drive home after the Mike Heller show today. Yep, yep for sure. We're in. This is the Mitch Nellis show. Mitch Nellis is off because he was in Jacksonville sweating with the Packers yesterday. Sweating, just dripping. There were a lot of people sweating watching the Packers game, particularly at the end in the last 14 seconds or so uh, when the Packers made that stand. I don't know about you, but I was a little, the victory. I'm a little nervous they could actually hold up. After the after the 4th and 14 got converted on the penalty, that made me nervous because once you you know that was your big chance to hold them. You get the pick, but really it's not a pick, and actually they get the first down. And you're like, what do we just do here? They start hitting a couple there. I'm like, well, there's plenty of time. And uh, I guess the no timeout thing saved the Packers in the end. But uh, no doubt, no doubt, and they, no they, doubt. They, you know, on the fourth and third and one, they held stout for two plays. I didn't expect that. So that was really, I, I was glad to see that. I was relieved to see it. Of course, getting a win. I was just a little worried that. That last charge, the, we were just too gassed, and they were going to find a way to put it in. Your biggest area of concern in the Packers game. We want your letter grade and your biggest area of concern for the Packers. 799-1920. Get us on Twitter, at MKE at Armin Sarian, at the Big 920. Now, again, there's a lot of mitigating factors. The Heat, the first game. But does that excuse getting a delay of game penalty after a timeout? When you're... Uh, Right. Third and goal, and half of your offensive line is blocking for a run, and half is blocking for a pass. It, it didn't look good. It didn't look Yikes. good. Yikes! That's not good. And those are the ones you need to have back, and you need to clean up because those are important. I mean, that could be worth four points, and you those add up. Like I was saying earlier, you know, red zone efficiency. If if we finish in the red zone yesterday, the optics are a lot different. But those were just blunders. I mean, and you, you yeah. don't want to see that happen. You want to see the Packers have a shot. You know, their best play, their best execution. Disorder in the house on offense. Um, the, again, Jordy Nelson will be worked in. There will be chemistry with Jared Cook and Aaron Rodgers. We'll see a little bit. I'm sure we'll see better flow as they move forward. I'm not really that concerned about that. To me, 
I'm going with a C for my grade because I think it was just an average effort. There were a lot of things to be ironed out. Whether whatever you want to blame it on, the heat, the lack of cohesiveness from not playing more than 26 snaps together in the preseason, um, and a, an emerging Jacksonville team. Whatever you want to say about that, I'm going with a C because it, it could have been better. It could have been worse. If they lose, it would have been a to me an F. <laughs> Yeah, of course, obviously. But um, I'm going with the C. They made enough plays. They won. Aaron Rodgers is a difference maker. Clay Matthews was a difference maker. And those are the guys. That's what. That's what's keeping the Packers. That's why the Packers aren't a 9-7 and seven or an 8-8 eight and eight maybe make the playoffs team. Right. They have a couple guys that are field tilters, and that's what you need in the NFL. That's how you win, is having guys like Aaron Rodgers. The touchdown pass to Devontae Adams was borderline ridiculous. I don't know that we'll get a better Rodgers highlight this year unless he completes another Hail Mary. Right. I mean, and I, I, who did I see speculate on this? That, oh, that's the that's the one uh, absurd Rodgers great play you get per game. But if you get one per game like that, you're doing pretty good. Cause yeah, a lot of times an it's an easier play. day. Yeah. Right. I, I think back to the, that uh, Bears game. Was it last year? Or maybe it was two years ago in Chicago where he had a couple great ones and one that got called back. That was just yeah. an absurd play. Yeah. Look, Aaron makes great plays all over the field. That's what we're accustomed to seeing. We're spoiled by it. And that's what we're used to seeing, and that's what he'll probably continue to do. But you like, you would like to get in a position where we don't need that to score a touchdown every time, and that's kind of where I'm where I'm thinking, or at least to complete passes. It shouldn't have to be a great improvisation, um, a, a great you know spin move out of there and throwing on the dart and the run. You should be able to get some stuff he, in the pocket off your normal progressions, off your normal schematic uh, flows, and he, that's and that's the thing that concerns me a little bit that we're not seeing that yet. My, my biggest concern, Sam Shields' health. Because a concussion for him, it would be his fourth. Remember, he had one last year. He missed yep. a playoff game. Yep. And then came back, and it was he missed a chunk of time. And, boy, that is, uh, that's a concern. And that's our best corner, without a doubt. I think, yeah. Sam Shields. I mean, Demarius Randall's emerging, doing really he well. He made the play at the end of the game, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Um, 414-799-1920. 414-799-1920. Your letter grade for the Packers' performance and your biggest area of concern. Armin said it's offense, fluidity, consistency, rhythm. Tempo, that's things that I was watching for that I was worried about, again, because of the lack of preseason play. Maybe they need to play more in the preseason. Hmm? Maybe they, if they went to two preseason games and you played one and be ready to rock and roll? Yeah, maybe. Maybe that's the answer. I'm not sure. Sam Shields is my biggest concern from this game. I, just, I don't think right. there is anything else. So health-wise, that's it. Well, that's very important, no doubt about it. Yeah. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Otherwise, the Packers, I would say, got out unscathed generally health-wise. Yeah, um, this I, would I be agree. a big injury, obviously. But I mean, looking around the league today, there's a lot of people, a lot of injuries, and a lot of concerns around the league. So. Speaking of uh, league notes, um, yeah, RG three yes. in Cleveland put on the IR by Cleveland today with a shoulder fracture. He had a shoulder fracture. He had this injury. He he in the in the post game, or I saw a quote from him that said it shouldn't be a big deal. And then all of a sudden they're on the IR. So I guess the and he didn't play well yesterday. So the Robert Griffin the uh, third experiment in Cleveland has not gone well, and it looks like it's come to an uh, abrupt ending unless he gets back and healthy. Yeah. They said they're not going to evaluate him for four weeks. Wow. So if it's a co- shoulder fracture, if it's a collarbone, it takes eight to ten weeks. Yeah. 
guy can't stay healthy. 799-1920. Again, your letter grade for the Packers for their performance 27-23 in the victory over Jacksonville. And your biggest area of concern. Scott hits us via Twitter, at Drew Olson MKE. Also tweet at the Big 920 and at Armin Sarian. Uh, my grade is a C- minus for the Packers. Biggest concern is predictability on the offense. Screen pass. Their whole line read it. That's from Scott. Thank you, Scott. Mitch hits us. And not Mitch Nellis, whose name is on this program. We're just filling in. Mitch wants to know, how many fourth downs did Jacksonville convert? Too many. P.U. Fourth down conversions. Packers, again, eh, that, those are... That's important to remember, though, because... Small sample, that's but... That's true. I, I think if but, you... I think after a while, you know, if a team goes for forward on fourth down that much, the Packers should get a couple of those back. So it, it seemed that the Jaguars yeah. got everything going their way in those big moments yesterday. Yeah, but... What concerns me more is that the Jaguars had uh, three drives of over 10 plays in the second half, and they only got six points. But that you let a team drive that long, uh, bad things can happen. 414-799-1920. That's 414-799-1920. Again, looking for your letter grade for the Packers and your biggest area of concern. Um, Lane Taylor was the biggest area of concern going in. He seemed fine. That was He was a non I would say a non-factor in the Non-issue, yeah. A non-issue. So again, your letter grade, and then get us with uh, your biggest concern heading away from the game. Jeff in Bayview, you're on the Big 920. Drew and Armin. Drew, it's good to chat with you at your new workplace. This is your friend from down the aisle. Oh. Bayview. Thanks for, uh, thank you for uh, listening, Jeff. Appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. I'm glad I found you today. Um, Okay, so I think automatically, anytime you win a road game, uh, the floor on the seed rate has got to be at least a seat. I actually think it was a fairly solid win, considering the Packers didn't really play much together as a first unit in the preseason. So I would give them a B- minus for the victory. Um, and I've got two areas of concern. One, one's a very, very specific, and that's the defense against the tight end, the opposing tight end. Um, Mercedes, Lewis, Mercedes Lewis, I think, is on Social Security right now. He's in the 60s. <laughs> and he torched the Packers for you know a good large gain, and Julius Thomas had his way there, obviously. And I think that's a very specific issue that seems to always kind of doom the Packers. You know, we never played quite that great against the opposing tight end. And then I think the punting. You know, I'm sorry. I mean, this kid, this shoe kid, played for Tampa last year, so should he be used to punting in the heat and the humidity? And I actually think it's something that um, you know, as the weather turns colder and nastier in Green Bay. May come back to haunt them a bit. So those are my two uh, two concerns. Good takeaways. Thanks for the call, Jeff. Appreciate it. Seven nine nine one nine two zero. That's seven nine nine one nine two zero. Punting in the heat. I've never. I mean, okay. The punters and kickers. They got the shade on the sidelines. They got wet towels. They got those cooling hoses that you can, if you can wrestle them away from the big gal- big guys. I mean, it was hot. I'm not saying it wasn't hot because Mitch just called in. He was in the stands and he was roasting. Right, so right, right. I'll say that you know, I'll, I'll, but. Punting in the heat? I've never heard of punting being a problem in hot weather. Well, it was more the sun than the heat more, right? The punt returns in that, that situation. That, well, I, that, I just mean like the punting game, Jacob Schumann. I mean, right. you, know, you should be able to punt. You don't, you're not doing that much. You're right. jogging on, you're punting, and you're jogging off. And you're sitting off, right? It, it I don't be, know that it's that taxing. It shouldn't be right uh, overheating in the punt for the punt, yeah. It's only a few times in the field. But the sun definitely had an, uh, an impact yesterday, I think, in the returns in the field sun position. sun had game. an impact. I was watching some of the Dallas game, and they had trouble with the sun a, a couple in a couple spots. That was something else. Yeah, we can work our way around the league, talk about some of the issues that happened and some of the things that happened in week one. It's a doubleheader tonight, Armin. 
more football. Yes, fired up for tonight's game. I'm out of wings. I had I, I, took, I brought wings home yesterday, and I well, I think I have like four or five left. But that's not going to get me through two no, games. No, no, that's not going to get you through a full Monday night. And if I'm not mistaken, one of the games starts while I'll be doing the Mike Heller Show, because that follows this program, the Mitch Nellis Show, which you are listening to live on the Big 920, Big920.com, and worldwide on the iHeartRadio app. Continuing the Mitch Nellis Show, Big920, Big920.com, streaming worldwide on the iHeartRadio app. Mitch is back from Jacksonville, but not back with us today. I'm Drew Olson, Armin Sarian along. He's answering your calls at 799-1920. You can also tweet at us at Drew Olson, MKE, at the Big920, at Armin Sarian, taking your letter grade on the Packers after a 27-23 season-opening victory in the steamy heat of Jacksonville. I can't say steamy. Mitch was saying steamy. Didn't seem mug- oppressive. Just like he said, it was a beatdown. He said it was just a just a beatdown. There was a, a the sun qu- seemed to be the beatdown for him. He was right in the sun. Yeah, there there was a quote from T.J. Lang, Packers uh, Packers guard, who saying that it was at hard hard to breathe and just hard to explain, but hard to play in. Packers survive. I give the game a C. We're looking for your letter grade and your biggest area of concern. My letter grade is a solid C. Nothing. I have no inclination that that was better than a C performance because there are a lot of things that need to be cleaned up in Coach McCarthy speak. And I would also say that my biggest concern coming out of this game is Sam Shields' health. If he has suffered a concussion, that by my count, that would be number four. And that is, uh, we're getting into the danger zone there where you got to start thinking about maybe doing something else on Sundays. That would be tough and that would be a loss. Already. 414-799-1920. That's 414-799-1920. Our next participant on the program, Armin, is Randy. Randy, welcome to the Big 920. Hi, Randy. Hey, how's it going? It's going great. Now, I understand on my call screen here, it says that you are from Janesville. Yes, I am. But live in Jacksonville? No, I'm just down here visiting. Oh, you're in Jack. You're calling from Jacksonville, <laughs> but you're from Janesville. Yeah, and I met Mitch at a party at my sister's house on Saturday night. Oh, wait a minute. You <laughs> met Mitch on Saturday night? Yes. Was he loose? Yeah, well, he was doing okay. We had a little bit of beer from the uh, New Glarus Brewery up down here. Oh. And he was enjoying that. I can imagine. He's a cheesehead at heart. All right, so Mitch <laughs> was loose at a party on Saturday night. You had never met him before? Nope, never met him before. Uh, were you starstruck? Did he big league you at all, or was oh, he cool? I was more starstruck when he yelled my name in the tunnel as I was going down to get beers at the game and <laughs> not expecting anybody to know me. Ah, see, I think you're on the download, but you're not. You meet Thunder, and he's going to broadcast at full Thunder volume when he sees you. All right, so what was it like? You were there, too. Was it that oppressive? Could you have imagined doing anything athletic in that heat? The way I put it to him, I said, we started out in the shade for about five minutes of the game, and then we descended to the fourth level of hell. Wow. It was so, it was so hot. My father even said it took away from a good game. It was, it was terribly hot. Terribly hot. Okay. And the worst part was is they couldn't keep up. They ran out of Gatorade. They ran out of water. And this was at the, the concession stands. Wow. So what, did you switch to beer then? <laughs> <What>? <laughs> I couldn't. I couldn't get down to it. it. It was like trying to travel out of Lambeau Field after one game. That, that, that you got to figure when you travel. You've traveled out of Lambeau, yeah. 
and it's just on 41. It's just like a parking lot. Yeah. That's what that's what so. it was trying to get down into to get a beer at halftime was impossible. So okay. so I'm trying to relate the steaminess and the heat to I don't know something I would be able to relate to. Like at Miller Park, we have some hot nights sometimes in the summer, especially when the uh, roof is wow. closed. Yeah, Miller Park with the sun with the sun on the third no. base side. And when the roof when is it, closed and when it, the roof's it, open, it, it cooks like a crock pot. I mean, is it sort yeah. of like that? The worst part was is you walked out of the stadium and there was a twenty mile an hour breeze. You walked into the stadium and, no and it wind. was just it was a pressure. Okay, and you sat in there and it was so oppressive. I, I mean, they were literally. I saw three people come out on wheelchairs. They they were dragging some older ladies out, and their feet were just like in the sand, dragging I, 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 in the sand. I bet if you don't hydrate well enough in an environment like that, like Hillary Clinton at a nine eleven uh, oh, gathering, boy, boom. <laughs> yeah, but I'm guessing she didn't go out on the stretcher. No. We saw two people on the stretchers. Wow. That sets a serious it, it situation. Was, it That's, was ugly. Okay, all right. So but what it, letter grade do you give the Packers for this 27-23 victory? For this one, I'd have to give them a B because it was so hot. Wow, see, you and Mitch are more sympathetic because you were actually That's, there. I was just going to say that. The I be, was comfortable on my couch. If you're there, I guess you have a, a much more sympathy for the way it could affect play. I but see the that. one... The one good thing, we never heard Lane Taylor's name, and we did not hear anything about uh, Bakhtiari's back. Yeah, great point. That, yeah, that's a good point. Thanks for the call. Um, that's Bakhtiari was added to the injury report. Yeah, and fr- people were freaking out on Saturday. On Saturday, it. and yeah. it's like, well, that doesn't mean anything because they don't have probable anymore, right, but he has to be on the report. Exactly, so exactly. probable is basically nothing. And so I didn't know how bad it was, but I just you just knew that he was going to be ready to play. It was week one. Right, and a lot of people were concerned, oh my goodness, all of a sudden Bakhtiari got hurt, and it's like, well, no, they probably have to list him, and they can't list him as probable anymore. Um, so I, I, I was pretty confident he would play. Yeah, Lane Taylor played well, and we're happy to not hear those guys' names, right? We're not happy to hear a guy like Julius Peppers not named, you know? That's oh, yeah. a guy we need to hear his name more. Yeah, that was not uh, not positive. Not, not positive on Julius Peppers. That's, I guess that would be another concern of mine that Julius Peppers didn't show up. But Clay Matthews was a freak. He made plays all over the field. Guy's motor is ridiculous. But as I recall, it's gonna we're gonna pump the brakes because I seem to recall him being huge in the first game or maybe sure. weeks one, two, and three, and then disappearing for a while. Perry had a nice, a couple of nice moments. I thought Nick Perry, and we've been waiting for that for a while. I think so. I think that's probably uh, you know we've been waiting and. I, does that mean he's he's back and ready to contribute? I've always been pretty high on him. Uh-huh. Just circumstances have been working against some injuries and things. Yeah. So we'll, we'll see. It's kind of a pivotal year there. So again, your letter grade for the Packers and your number one concern. Mine, I don't even think it's close, Sam Shields. If he has a concussion, how you know, are you going to play and get a fifth one? With all the talk about CTE and, and everything, the concussion protocol just doesn't seem... It's not trending in a good way for Sam Shields, and he's a valuable guy on that defense, no question about it. 799-1920, the phone number, 414-799-1920. You can get us via Twitter, at Drew Olson, MKE, at Armin Sarian, at the Big 920 as well. Your letter grade and your biggest concern. Tweetius Hunt, Jags are going to be good. I give the Packers a B-. minus. We will be fine. The 12-87 to connection will get better. Drew, just looking around Twitter a little bit, Russell Wilson, who tweaked his ankle yesterday, Pete Carroll says he'll be okay, but uh, 
They might bring another quarterback in to get some work during the week. Okay. But uh, yeah, that 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 seemed like an issue um, at, when it first happened. I saw it live. Of course, he found a way to bring him back again for another late win. It seems like the Seahawks always get these uh, wins, Drew. They always find a way to play crappy for fifty-five minutes, and then they find a way at the end to fall into a a, a late season win or late game win. But uh, I guess they get it done. That's the point, right? A twelve ten win yesterday. But yeah, yeah, it looks like Russell Wilson's going to be okay. Uh, he tweaked his ankle a little bit yesterday, though. Yeah. So. 414-799-1920. The Packers talk is going to keep coming at you. We've got the Mike Heller show picking up at uh, 3 o'clock. I'll be joining Mike, as I will most days. You can hear me in the last hour of the Mitch's program of the Mitch Nella show and the entirety of the Mike Heller program here in Milwaukee. And then we've got In the Huddle, starring Justin Hull with Packers Kentrell Bryce and Chris Banjo uh, joining tonight. That is coming to you live at uh, 6.06 p.m. Are we that specific? It's at 6.06 p.m.? I guess so, yeah, of course, after some time of the tell hour people, stuff. Tell people 6 o'clock just to tune in, just to be safe. You know you gotta set those appointments, Drew. You, you know can, how it goes. That's true. You can listen live, as always, uh, at TheBig920.com and worldwide on the iHeartRadio app. It's the Mitch Nellisless, Mitch Nellis show. Drew Olson, Armin Sarian, still want your Packers grade and your number one concern after the Packers' 27-23 victory over Jacksonville. The space that supports growth. It is the Mitch Nellis Show. Big 920, Big920.com. Streaming worldwide on the iHeartRadio app. If you don't have the iHeartRadio app, please download it. No reason Take us not with to you. Have. You should have it. 90 million people do. Why don't you? Uh, it's actually pretty cool. I have a Sonos set up in my house, and uh, the iHeartRadio app is available. Super awesome. When I go running, I have my uh, favorite station on, yeah. and it just plays the perfect song every time. That's pretty sweet. So, you can thumb up and thumb down for the songs you like or don't like, so it recognizes kind it, of your, yeah. your station, what you like. And, and it builds your own yeah. little personal you know, personal trainer, your and, accompaniment. What I love about it, too, is you know, we, love the, we love the power of local radio here. That's what we do with Drew, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and the ability of iHeartRadio to go through, like when I know something's going on in a different city and I want to hear local reaction, I can find the sports radio station in, in X market, and I can find that through iHeartRadio uh, app because there's so many iHeartMedia stations. And that's super cool because I know right away, boy, I need to hear what they're saying in Houston about this game or in Minneapolis. I can go right to their station on the iHeartRadio app, so it's pretty awesome. Pretty cool. Yeah, you need to check it out. Uh, Mitch will be back tomorrow. He was in Jacksonville sweating with the Packers as the Packers beat the Jags 27-23. We're talking about that. We want your letter grade on the uh, game for the Packers. We'll do that on a lot of Mondays, I think. And your biggest concern moving forward because there were plenty of areas for concern. My letter grade is a solid C. No better, no worse. Can't see giving them a higher grade than a C. And they did win on the road in the heat. So C for me is appropriate. My biggest concern is Sam Shields' condition being evaluated for a concussion. He's had three, I think. I'm pretty sure he's had three, including one just last year. And he's getting into the danger zone for me. Um, just hopefully that he's going to be okay. But if it if it is a concussion for him, he has to miss some time. It might be time to start thinking about doing something else on Sunday for Sam Shields, and that would be a shame. Four one four seven nine nine one nine two zero. The phone number you can tweet at us at Drew Olson MKE at Armin Sarian and at the Big Nine Twenty. Before we get out, and I'm going to be joining the Mike Heller show, so you're not rid of me yet. Uh, Mike Heller three to six right here on uh, on the Big Nine Twenty. Also, we have uh, we have in the huddle with Justin Hall coming up tonight. 
So that's at 6. So the Packers talk will not stop for you as you're listening to the Big 920 on this beautiful Monday. I want to ask Armin, what did you think of the pomp and ceremony surrounding the national anthems? A couple of protests in the league. Didn't create that big of a ripple or a kerfuffle. But um, yeah. the anthems were shown at all the games on television, which does not usually happen. It's usually a commercial break at yeah. home. And they're mostly big um, uh, pr- productions. Big flags, a lot of military, flyovers, all that stuff. I think a lot of that's probably uh, because of the 9-11 anniversary, the 15-year anniversary. So probably that was um, that was one of the big reasons. We saw a few protests here and there. I think what Arian Foster took a knee, he says he'll continue to do it. But most of all, um, it seemed like a pretty... Pretty standard remembrance um, for a very uh, you know impactful day in our country's history. I was wondering, and I and I asked, and I asked this with all due respect. Yeah. Um, what's it's the fifteenth anniversary of nine eleven. Mm-hmm. How is that any more significant than the fourteenth or the sixteenth? We just seem to like round numbers. We like we? round numbers. Yeah. We all just... right. So now we'll just we'll stand down until the twentieth. Plus, how often is the NFL open? Going to open. On 9-11. on 9-11. Yeah, in fact, didn't the NFL open a week later than normal this year? I think it everything's did, yeah. been pushed back a week, and I was wondering that because I said to myself, I, I, I thought for some reason we have a game Labor Day weekend around Labor Day uh, earlier in September, but we didn't this year. It was pushed back a week, and um, is that just to get m- more into the winter for a Super Bowl? I, I'm not really sure. I think, I think they eventually want to get the Super Bowl a little bit later, but... Yeah, I don't know. I mean, just the way the calendar went, Labor Day, I don't know how it all schemed out. Right. But it, we probably, you know, we're going to look at the calendars, but it'll be a while before this happens yeah. again. And I, I don't know. I mean, did we make a big deal? I wasn't around. Let's we'll have to ask some of the old timers. Sure. Was December 7th, 1956 a big day of <laughs> right. remembrance and ceremony and, you know, you know, heart in your throat moments. I get your point. That's a good question. I, of course, I wouldn't know. Um, the, you know, I mean, a, lot, a lot of that is the way it's the optics of it, right? Because we can, the technology's advanced so much more where we can see so much yes, more. Yes, I agree. The, the, the sports, platforms, there are more platforms. And sports and in entertainment. Mid, in the mid-50s, sports on TV wasn't as, as big no, a thing. No, no. And it's, I, I don't want to say it was overdone, but I don't know, the coverage. Is, now we'll go back to normal and you won't see the anthem on TV again for the rest of the year until the Super Bowl, probably. True. Uh, yeah, I mean that you usually don't see at least that much of it. That's for sure. No, and the the flags get bigger and the flyovers get you know more louder and like okay, uh, just stuff that strikes me is like I, I watched and we'll see it tonight probably too. I mean, there's two games tonight on Monday football. It's not the anniversary, but it's these teams' first night. And the thing to me is the NFL never misses a chance to to play that military card and to tug at those. Strings. There were, they had some controversy last year when it was when they uh, they had to pay yeah. for it. it when it was free. real, when it was revealed that the Defense Department is paying hundreds right. of thousands of dollars to a, a billion dollar enterprise for the promotional aspects of this, yeah, a lot of people were upset, including right. me. <laughs> we're upset. Sure, that, sure, yeah. You know, it, seemed, it seems teams, to be, it seemed odd. Yeah, definitely. teams and franchises use this to kind of manipulate moments and things, and it just again, we're 15 years removed from it, and it was it was marked, and we. We, we do. We do. We move on. We do tend to like round numbers. And yeah, that, and that's the way. And that's, always, I think that's the way it's always going to be with anniversaries. Um, I, I wish we'd be able to, you know, have the reverence for it that we did yesterday all the time. But that's just the way it goes. Yeah. So it's interesting stuff. And the protests. Some guys took knees. Uh, Seahawks and other teams like interlocked arms. Right. There were a couple of raised fists. Yeah. But the sun still rose 
in the east this morning. So well, we weren't. There wasn't anything earth shattering. And I think the news that was coming out that week that the Seahawks were going to do something as a team was sort of people were were, were ready for it to go either way. I think, and um, it seemed like it went well though. I mean, it seemed like everybody had had respect for what was going on. So you know, I, I don't think yeah. many people were going to be upset by that either way. I think you're probably right. I think you're right. So, all right. Uh, mostly C's. We didn't get a single A for the no, Packers. No, I did get an A for a defense, but that's but that's just for the defense. No, not an A I, today. I didn't see it at all. No. Um, and I'm, then I'm in that B minus C plus, and that's what we mostly saw today. Uh, regarding Julius Peppers, he played 29 of 72 defensive snaps. Inside rusher early, and then they tried to get him outside a little bit. Pretty interesting. So we'll have, but to, we'll have to watch that. I thought about Jordy Nelson on a pitch count. It seems like they have Julius Peppers on a pitch count, trying to keep him fresh for the end of games and probably for the whole season. Father time still undefeated, so hopefully that's not this year. But you take a page from Ryan Braun's book. The Brewers have used him well this year, working around his problems, giving him days off occasionally, and he hit a home run to win a game last night. While you weren't paying attention, the Brewers beat the Cardinals to get a split in the four-game series over the weekend. It's better than a lot of people thought it was going to be. They're playing okay. We, they're, they're not on our radar today. And neither are the Wisconsin Badgers, who throttled Akron and who will throttle Georgia State. Yes. And then we'll move on to the meaningful part of the Badgers season. But we don't want to forget them because it is, you know, it's Victory Monday and they're involved in that. So thanks to everybody for uh, tuning in and for calling in today. Mitch will be back tomorrow. I'll be on with him from uh, 2 to 3 tomorrow. And then the Mike Heller Show, which is next. I'll be part of that too. This. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.